Hey there. Okay, we are working on main spaces this week for our whole house organizing project. One of the biggest things that I notice when I'm working in spaces is how many things that people have in the room that don't belong in the room. That is one of the biggest sources of clutter is in every space that I go in are things that just don't even belong. They are not used in that space. They don't make any sense to be in that space, but there was room to put them or they got left or whatever. And anyways, they just cause clutter. So the number one thing that I do when I'm working on getting a space organized is removing anything that doesn't belong in the space. That is the absolute number one thing we do. Then once all of the stuff is cleared out of the space, and it doesn't matter what space we're working in, a living room, a dining room, a bathroom, a garage, a kitchen, a bedroom, any space at all, an office, whatever space we are working on, first thing we do is we have to get everything that does not belong out of the space so that we know what needs to stay in the space. Once you have everything that needs to stay in the space there, then you can begin to organize. But keep in mind that as you're organizing other spaces, you're gonna find things that belong in the space you're working on. So if you start in the office or the kitchen, when you get through the bedrooms, the living room, the bathrooms, you're going to find other items that belong in the kitchen and other items that belong in the office and the bedrooms. So make sure that you are leaving a little bit of space for those other belongings to return (laughs) to their proper location. Um, One of the things that really does slow people down when organizing a space is leaving the space in the midst of the, the task. So I've done this with my kids forever, forever, forever. I've done this with my children and it really does help us to stay focused and finish that one room. So when they're cleaning up their bedroom, they're not allowed to leave their bedroom. If they find something that doesn't belong, they put it right outside the bedroom door into the hallway and they leave it there. They do not leave the room. If they leave the room, there's a good chance they'll get hungry they'll get thirsty, they'll grab a snack, they'll go to the bathroom, they'll let the dogs out, they'll go outside with the dogs, they will disappear, and I will have to go and find them. (laughs) And then I'm frustrated, and it makes the task take a lot longer. And we as adults do the same exact thing. So we leave the room, we go start a load of laundry, we go to the kitchen, we (laughs) unload the dishwasher, we start loading the dishwasher, we start dinner, whatever, and never get finished with the task. So stay in that space as best you can without leaving. Put anything that doesn't belong in that space in a a collected pile by the door or on a surface near the door so that it's easy to grab it on your way out. We don't want it in the room, deep in the room. We don't want to hide it on a shelf in the room. We want it by the door so we remember when we're leaving the space that we need to take those items and put them away. Because if you leave them, then you're just cluttering up another space. So I always, at the end of each work session with a client, 
I always save a couple of minutes at the end of my session to make sure that we get those items put away. I'm not leaving boxes and baskets of things that belong in other spaces in the space that we're working on if I'm not coming back for another session the very next day. You know, if this is a space that they're going to be using, it needs to be ready for them to be using while I'm gone, not a space that has stuff blocking the paths and the walkways and uh, collected piles around the room for children to come and walk through so they have to be redone. That does not serve anyone any that at all. That is a waste of your time. So make sure that you save a little bit of time to put those items where they belong, at least in the room that they belong in. Okay, so when I am working on, um, we'll just use my children's bedroom. So when I'm working on cleaning up my younger two children's bedrooms and we find items that belong in other spaces, they often will take bath towels from the master bathroom or... um, Legos or things that belong in the playroom or somewhere else. And I will find things like that in their bedroom. What we do is we collect a pile of those things at the doorway. And then when we leave the room, they will each get a section, you know, they'll have a room of things that they need to go put these things. Okay. Go put the towels back in the master bathroom or put them in the laundry room in the towel hamper. Um, or take the Legos back to the playroom or take those, those drinking glasses back to the kitchen and finish up those tasks. Then they're done. Their room is complete and they are ready to get the vacuuming and, uh, mopping and spraying done. So that really does save so much time. And when you think about the main spaces of your home, your living room, your dining room, your bathroom, and if you don't have a dining room, what is the space that everyone collects in? Is it, um, you know, the main spaces are going to be the rooms that everyone uses all the time, okay? Where are people gathering? Um, I don't include the playroom typically in the main spaces. I don't include the office in the main spaces, Those are hidden spaces. We're not inviting our guests into those rooms. So those are not as high a priority. The thing that I want you to think about when you're setting up the living room, what goes in the living room? What are the activities that you do in the living room? Uh, You typically would sit down and watch TV, read books, uh, play board games or certain games with your family members. Um, So seating entertainment. Most of the time we'll use blankets and pillows in there, not bed pillows, but comfy pillows, floor pillows, maybe. Um, you will often have lighting. So different lamps, different types of lighting, decor. And if you have younger children, almost every time there's going to be toys in that room. So, or pets, you'll find dog toys in the living room because everyone's sitting in there and then the doggy wants to play. So you'll find some toys in the living room. So anything else that doesn't fit into those categories doesn't typically belong in the living room. Your craft stuff, your um, 
office stuff. Like you're not working when you're in the family room, the living room. Those are not work places. So your work doesn't need to be in there. That would be better done at a table. So I actually work in the dining room of my house. So my office stuff is in the dining room at our new house. I do not love it, but it's working for now. Um, I have a lot more work to do to get this house set up the way I really want it to be. But I don't like to sit on the sofa and do my work because it's too comfortable or it doesn't have enough workspace. The coffee table is too low. So I find myself bent over. My shoulders are humped over too much to be able to work for a long time. Now, of course I can sit and record a podcast or whatever, but then when I pull up my computer to load the podcast or edit the podcast or anything that I'm doing like that, then the, I, I need to sit at a table. I need a surface that's higher up so that I can work properly. The same thing with the dining room. What are the things that you do in the dining room? Entertain, so you would have seating, tables, lighting, some decor. Um, a lot of times that's a place where we would keep sentimental items uh, like the china cabinet or uh, different breakable things that our children aren't going to be playing around. Those would often be found in the dining room. Let's see, what else? Um, the, I mean, honestly, that's really, that's, that's the majority of the dining room. So your serving ware that sometimes is found in the dining room, sometimes it's still in the kitchen or in a storage closet uh, in the house. But what else do you use the dining room for? Is that where you play board games? Well, uh, let's set that up. Let's make sure that we have a place to keep the board games that's really convenient to the living room or the dining room. Where are you? You don't want to have to go all the way through the playroom and upstairs and around the corner to get to the games if you are playing them in the living room and dining room most of the time. So think about who's using that space, who's using the items in there. Are there things in there that don't belong? Do you like everything that's in there if it's full like of decor? Because I don't know about you, but every couple of years, I'm kind of tired of some of the decor that I have. Often just seasonally, if I buy something on a whim, I will grow tired of it a lot faster than if I really think about the quality and the... Uh, I just don't tend to like trendy items very long. They don't, uh, they don't stay with me very long. I tend to like them for maybe two years and any more than that, they're gone. So a lot of times when I'm organizing dining rooms or main living spaces, there's a significant amount of decor items that end up going, uh, especially those trendy items that are like Target Dollar Spot or, uh, you know, just not high quality items. Um, those items will almost always be <laughs> just a short season in your life. So as you are decluttering and organizing, think about how much you really value what you have. And even if it is a sentimental item, does it bring you joy or does it bring you heavy emotions. If it brings you heavy emotions, 
I want you to really think about why you are keeping those items and what about it makes you feel heavy. And would you really miss it if it was gone? If you're not sure if you would miss it, but it, it brings you heavy, not so happy emotions, I want to challenge you to go ahead and box it up as if you are getting rid of it. And I want you to write a date on the box that is one month from the day you put it in the box. Okay? One month, close it up and hide it. If you miss it during that time and you feel like it needs to be there and the feeling is not a feeling of guilt or shame, If you're feeling guilty or shameful about getting rid of an item, most of the time those are not because you have those feelings. It's because someone else is making you feel that way. And I want you to think about that. Is that a healthy thing? Do you want your children to feel that way? Do you want, um, do you want other people to have to take care of those items when you're gone? Will you be, you know, what in the, in the big picture, Does that item matter at all? Or would it be better to not have it and not have those guilty feelings? And don't forget, anytime that you are donating something or getting rid of something, it's not going to the garbage if it is a quality item. It is going to be a blessing to someone else, even if you just take it to Goodwill or the closest donation center. It is most of the time going to become a blessing to someone who finds it there. They, especially those nice, valuable pieces, people get so excited. They are so excited. They're calling their best friends uh, when they get in the car, their sisters or whoever, and telling them about this awesome find that they got at the thrift store for um, such a great deal. So when you are thinking about letting something go, that you're having mixed emotions about. You don't have to decide to get rid of it right now, but you can pack it up and remove it from the space right now so that you can have time to process those emotions without a permanent decision. And then once that month goes by and you've passed that date, it's time to make the decision. Does that item need to go to a different family member? If it is a heirloom piece, a sentimental item, a family, whatever, um, (laughs) does it need to be a part of your life at all? Would it be better suited at someone else's house in your family? Or if no one wants it, if there is no other family member for it, and it is just bringing you heavy emotions because someone told you to keep it forever or to never get rid of it or whatever. (sighs) Please do not feel guilty about letting something go that is not adding to your life. Those people and their belongings are not to dictate your life, your happiness, your future, your home, especially if they don't live there. And don't help, don't have any part in helping you keep it clean and tidy. All those family members who bring toys to your children and drop off loads of things, 
uh, every time they visit, every time they see you and send you stuff in the mail and you're just, you know, they're always giving you things. You don't have to keep a single bit of it if it doesn't add to your life in a positive way. Just because they wanted to gift you that does not mean you have to keep it. Thank them for the offer. Thank them for the thoughtfulness. Thank them for um, the, the love that they shared in gifting you those items. If it is for your children, help your children to see how much happier life is when you have a little breathing room when you have less work to do at home, when you have more time to play because you don't have to spend as much time cleaning up. Help them to find people that they can bless in the community. Maybe there's a family who just escaped a domestic, um, you know, a domestic abuse situation and they are starting out with nothing in a new home. Find a way to be a blessing to someone. I know your church knows of people who need help In certain ways, I know there are so many local charities in your area that are constantly helping and blessing other people and helping people and looking for things that um, they, uh, for people that they know that are in need. Find those local charities, find those local groups that are helping people, children in foster care that had to leave everything. Maybe they had a favorite toy and your child doesn't play with it. And it would absolutely mean the world to them to be able to have that toy that they had to leave behind when they were um, taken from their home or uh, forced out of their home or (sighs) saved from a horrible situation. You know, it's traumatic. Anytime a child has to be taken from the only home they've ever known, it's traumatic whether it was a good home or a bad home, it's traumatic. And sometimes those little treasures that you're getting rid of give them a sense of um, purpose and love and belonging. So make sure that you're helping your children to find the right places to gift their things to, to be a blessing to someone else. And, oh goodness, Like even in the bathroom, guys, I mean, every single space in our home, every single space in our home, we all use the main spaces, right? The bathroom gets collected, all these different things that we tried, beauty products we tried and didn't like, even those items that have been used, (laughs) your half empty shampoo bottles, your uh, hairspray that you didn't like or whatever, those items can still be donated. Don't think that just because you used it, it has to be trash. Uh, as long as it is not um, something that you would use, like eye makeup, lipstick, those sorts of things, you can sanitize some. Sometimes those can be sanitized. Other times they need to just be discarded. But those beauty products, <laughs> when you leave an abusive situation, those are some of the most cherished items and even freaking feminine supplies. Okay. So you bought some feminine supplies that you didn't like and, or your daughter didn't like them or whatever. Someone left them at your house and you you can't use them. Donate those to the shelter. 
like fill your handbags, your used, you know, your unwanted handbags with some feminine hygiene and some toiletries and donate that to, you know, someone who's on the streets. That is such a way, like socks even, like they love socks. Feminine supplies, like those are the things that they are not going to spend their money to get for themselves. Well, I mean, you have to, but if that means you have to starve so you can buy yourself feminine supplies, how awful. Like So many people are, are making that decision. So don't think that just because you've used something like your shampoos and things like that, that you didn't like, those can be donated. You don't have to throw them out. Those can be donated. You don't have to store them for five years before you throw them out either. Like those things can go right away. You can do, um, if you just want to fill a box with items and do a join your local buy nothing group on next door or Facebook or something like that, and then have someone come and pick it up. Like that is such an easy, easy way to do it. Or just drop it off somewhere, take it to school and, <laughs> and let the teachers go through it. If you have a school in your area, that is a, a low income school. That would be such a blessing to some of those teachers. Um, there's just so many ways that we can find a way to use the things that you're getting rid of so that it will bless someone else. And think outside the box. Be creative. Ask around for some solutions to how to use those items or how to share them in the best way so they don't get thrown out. Uh, but man, that really does make someone's day when they get something awesome like that. Even if it's used, they get to try something or they get their favorite shampoo They, you know, they never would have bought for themselves. And now they just absolutely love it. And they're so grateful that someone gave it to them, even if it was used, right? <laughs> Shampoo's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to be grossed out at using someone else's shampoo. Toothpaste, maybe I don't want to use your toothpaste if you goo it all up. But, but your shampoo, your conditioner, your lotion, yeah, that's fine, right? We can share that. I want you to really think about what has to be in the spaces that you're organizing. What has to stay? What do you actually use? And what is just there? What is just there for decor that you don't even think about or that no one ever really uses. It's just always been there. What are those items? Do you need them? What would happen if they weren't there anymore? Like really ask yourself and then make it better. Like make that space better. Maybe all you need in the bathroom is the towels, um, some tissue, (laughs) soap, And, um, maybe some greenery, some kind of plant, whether it's trimmed in a vase or growing, if you have lighting in there, like what can you do to make your space feel alive and fresh and uncluttered? You don't need to store anything on the countertops that you aren't using every time you're in there. Soap, a hand towel, maybe some lotion. That's all you really need on the countertops. If you have a long one, put some flowers up there. A long countertop looks really beautiful with a vase and some flowers. 
Uh, there's so many ways that we can decorate them simply, but practically. If you have a guest bathroom, I love using um, those hotel samples <laughs> and doing an apothecary jar filled with some options for guests to choose from. But then if you aren't hosting very often, what can you do with those items? Ah, that's where, <laughs> that's where you can donate them. You're not using it very often. Maybe you love the apothecary jar, but you're not using the items in it. Do you want to fill it with some cotton rounds or something else? I used one of the ones that I had in our other house. I used it in the laundry room and I had dryer sheets in it. I don't know why I had dryer sheets. I never used them. So I switched it to the powdered laundry detergent that I had. Um, and at one time I had some OxyClean in there because I had little kids that were just constantly covered in stains and <laughs> the little OxyClean was really helpful in a couple of loads. But what can you do? Now I use it for, um, I have some laundry pods that I'm using for my kiddos so they can learn to do their own laundry without over measure, you know, overdoing it with the detergent. So <laughs> they have the laundry pods that they use and that has worked beautifully. Just rethink how you're using it. I've used them in the bathroom before with some loofahs in them for the kids, for guests. If you know, I had some fresh loofahs, some brand new ones and just repurpose what you have. Move it around the house if it's something that you really like, but it's just not working where it is and you're not ready to get rid of it. Try it in a different place. What can you use it for? What would make sense? If you don't want to use it for strictly decor, what's a functional way to do it? You could put it in the kitchen and put your, <laughs> your dishwasher detergent in it uh, with a cute little scoop or a beautiful silver spoon. There's so many ways that we can repurpose what we have and use things in an outside-the-box kind of way to make them work. I used those same apothecaries that I was talking about this Christmas, and I put some um, glass Christmas ornaments in them because <laughs> with two dogs and four kids, I'm not putting glass ornaments on the tree. I don't want to deal with that drama and mess. So <laughs> I put them in the dining room and had those beautiful vintage glass ornaments in them that my grandmother had given me. And they were so beautiful. I need one more apothecary for it, but I didn't have one. I only had two. So I used a vase and it worked just the same and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many ways. And I want you guys to really think about your spaces. What needs to be in them? I just recently changed up the, the pillows and the decor in the living room from our winter stuff to a little bit more of a lighter springtime materials and pillows and different things. And I really do use pillow covers. Like Amazon has some great ones. Ikea has some great ones. H&M Home, uh, Pottery Barn. I have a mix of all different kinds of, <laughs> of pillow covers with the zippers. And I just zip the pillows in and out and it makes them easy to wash. So you don't have to have a ton of storage for all of your pillows. Just get some good quality inserts and <laughs> some fun covers for your pillows and change things up. Put them in a basket in the living room instead of having them all over the couch. My dogs like to get on the couch. I hate when my pillows smells like a dog. So I put them in the basket when we get off the couch. So the dogs aren't using them. 
I just, when you're thinking about how your space is arranged, how simple can you make it and it still feel like home to you? What if every time you go in your living room, you remove something and you don't return it? You get rid of something that's in there. You eliminate something. What if every time you go in the dining room, you reassess something that's in there and maybe post something to sell on um, from the china cabinet or from your decor that you no longer really care for? It's not something you would buy if you saw it at the store anymore. You would be done with it. You know, it's something that you just don't think about anymore because it's it does the job in the place that it's in, but you don't really need it. And it's just kind of taking up space, not bringing you joy. It's just there. I really want you to think through each and every space of your home with these prying thoughts to help you see what is clutter and what is important. What can you do without? What needs to stay? And how can you create more time in your day through eliminating all of the extra things that you have to take care of? Because every item that we own, we are responsible for. That's why when spaces are cluttered, we feel so overwhelmed because there are so many things on our to-do list already, just living a life, being mothers, being parents, being friends, being daughters, being sisters, having a job, a, a career, a business, just keeping up with tidying and basic cleaning of your home. And then if you have to put all these things away, And find a place for all of these belongings before you can even do the basic cleaning. You have to make time for that. And it just seems like it weighs on us. And we feel so heavy with responsibility that it can overwhelm us to the point where we don't even do anything. Even though we know we need to, it can be paralyzing because... There's too many decisions to make. There's too many things that need to be done. And we don't know where to start. So we don't start anywhere. And we just distract ourselves with our phones or social media or whatever it is that we're doing. And delaying the process of accomplishing what we set out to accomplish. And then so many times... We make these, you know, these decisions are delayed and put off for so long that the messes become far more than we can take, far more than we can handle doing on our own. And then we do need to hire someone to help us or call in a friend. And then we're ashamed of how bad it is. And we don't want to call anybody in to help because we're embarrassed. And then that's a heavy burden of in itself. And then we're stuck of we can't do it on our own. And then we also can't let anybody in because what are they going to think about us? That fear of judgment. That is one of the top reasons that I hear from people why they waited so long. Was because they were ashamed 
or embarrassed about how messy it was and that they felt that they were going to be judged or that if they, if someone did see it, they would tell their friends and that it would be embarrassing and it would make them feel bad. And I, that hurts my heart so much. First of all, I, I hate gossip. I hate talking about people like that. It is such, it, it's just not the right thing to do ever. So <laughs> when I see someone who is struggling with mess and clutter and overwhelm, I just feel empathy for them. I want to help them. And it truly does bring joy to my heart and it excites me and I want to help them so much. I just get carried away and just, uh, sometimes my consultations when I'm with a client in person, I just I want to help so much that I just get, I just want to get in there and dig through the mess right now and make it better immediately instead of waiting until we have a, a an appointment set up to start working on it. I'm just like, oh, we can fix this. Let's do this now. And, and it's just so fun for me to show them that what they thought was an unclimbable mountain, this, you know, heavy, heavy burden that they had been carrying around it's fixable and it can be done quickly. Man, that brings me such joy. And I want to be able to help so many more people like that. So if you are feeling like you are stuck in that mess, you are not alone. You are not alone in that. You're not alone and you don't have to fix it on your own either. I do coaching online with this. We can set up a virtual consultation to get you started and I can draw out a clear plan that is achievable for you with steps, step-by-step instructions that you can do on your own and I will check in with you and I will be here for you. I will be cheering you on and supporting you all the way through your project. If you want some support, we have the Facebook group to connect through the podcast my number is 980-389-0399 if you want to text or call. It's right there. I want to help you. I don't want you to spend another minute stuck in that burden of overwhelm and mess and clutter. I want you to be free. I want you to be free to be who God created you to be. I want you to be free to live the life that God called you to live without feeling like you need to finish a responsibility first or need to finish cleaning up your mess or need to get something else done or that you have unfinished work that you, you know, these things that have to be done, but you can't do it. And you just feel stuck, stuck, stuck. You don't need to be stuck anymore. I'm here for you. Let's do it together. Call me. I'm waiting. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?